You're listening to the Paul Hutchings Podcast, brought to you by paulhutchings.net, teaching you to be free through principle-centered lessons on personal development, online marketing, and financial literacy. When I was eight years old, my dad left my family. Uh, He was an alcoholic. That's what I remember about him when I was a kid. And um, I have memories of my dad that are not the best. Um, My dad left when I was eight and he ran off with another woman and left my family. And so from a very young age, I also didn't have a father. And that was tough, Um, you know, not just to not have a father who didn't love me, but also to just not have a father, period. And I would look at all of the other kids uh, around me when I would go to like scout campouts and stuff and just felt like I was different, uh, left out, not loved uh, because all these other kids, they were, they had their dads there with them and their dads loved them and gave them time and attention. And, and I didn't, so there was this void, you know, there, there in my life. And I, um, I, I, I kind of took a couple of different paths with that story. So the first path that I took was the result of a story that I told myself. And the story that I told myself was that because my dad was an alcoholic and was into drugs and, you know, was kind of not the best type of person by societal standards, then that must mean that I too was that way. And I remember getting into alcohol and drugs all throughout high school. And I remember drinking and thinking somehow this was making me closer to my dad. Well, college time came and I had kind of a little bit of a um, faith experience where I got to the end of my college and I was really, really unhappy with where I was at in my life. And I knelt down and prayed, just asking to know if God was there. You know, God, are you there? What? My life is not good and I'm not happy and I don't have much meaning. I'm not happy with the person that I am. I'm not happy with the things that I've done and am continuing to do. Um, Really felt like I was at the bottom of a pit and was throwing up a Hail Mary. You know, please help me know that you're there for me. And it was a really sincere prayer. And I won't say that. I won't say that, um, you know, God came down and gave me a hug, (laughs) Um, but I was kind of inspired to make some changes in my life. Um, You know, one of those changes was that night I started to read a little bit from the New Testament and some other scriptures. And I started to have this feeling in my heart that, you know, there was meaning to life and there was purpose and maybe there was a plan for me. And, and that, that helped, um, but still, you know, my relationship with God wasn't like a loving earthly father that was there for me all the time. But um, there was another point when I was kind of getting out of, out of school and not too long after these changes came into my life where I climbed up on a hill and, and looking over the city of Phoenix and I forgave my dad. I said, I forgive you. You know, I love, I love you. I forgive you. Um, You probably were doing the best you can with whatever knowledge you had at the time. I forgave my dad, but that still didn't give me a father figure uh, to have in my life. And I, I guess from that point, um, I, I don't know that I've ever had God in my life as if he's an earthly father figure where I feel like I have a a really, really close relationship 
to God. But that doesn't mean that I don't think that God doesn't love me. Um, I feel that God loves me and all of my brothers and sisters on this earth. Um, but it's not an intimate relationship. And so I guess like part of the reason for me sharing that is maybe it is that you're looking for the wrong thing with God. Um, you know, maybe it is more like we experience, it's, it's kind of like one of my favorite stories that I'll pass along. It's a metaphor that a good friend of mine told me, he said, um, and this was at a time when I was having some faith challenges and he said, you know, there's this old story of this Buddhist monk and the monk is trying to teach the student some lessons. And at the one point of the interaction, the monk points to the moon and the student looks to the, to the, to the finger of the monk and the monk notices the student is looking at the finger and the monk says, no, not my finger, the moon, look to the moon. My finger is just a pointer is what the monk said. And for me, that metaphor has had a lot of different meanings, really important meanings. But one of them is that all throughout life, it seems like there can be different things that point us to God and help us to know that God is there and help us to know that God does love us without having to have God come down and appear to us and put his arm around us and give us a hug and call us by name and let us know that he intimately knows us. Um, there are these pointers that we can find. And some of these pointers are just really, really basic for me. Like I see that I exist and that's a, that's a gift. Um, to me, that's an expression of love. The fact that I am alive, that I can breathe that the sun comes up every day and shines warmth on planet earth, that there's food that grows from the earth, that there's water to drink, that there are other people here, uh, friends uh, around me, family around me. These to me are all pointers and indicators that God is there and God um, is good. And one of the other things that I'll share is in the teachings of Napoleon Hill, he talks a lot about positive mental attitude and negative mental attitude. And in the Bible, there's a story of Cain and Abel. And one of the things that is interesting about that story is that uh, Cain, when God doesn't accept his offering, or when he perceives that God doesn't accept his offering, it says he becomes wroth and his countenance fell. And then that took him on a downward path. Um, and so it seems like, to me, part of knowing God is to make an inner decision that we're going to look for those pointers in life and, and, and be grateful for them and see the good in life and, and tune our minds to the positive. I've always been struck with, by the idea that the only difference between, between the word God and the word good is one letter, just one O. And so maybe part of seeking God and knowing God and um, feeling God's love is, is our inner dialogue with ourselves and our perspective that we have the power to control to focus in the main on the good rather than the bad so that 
if we focus on the bad, we become wroth and our countenances fall and we become sad inside and depressed. But if we focus on the good and we see the good, even though there is quote unquote bad all around us, you know, there's all kinds of things that we can look to, to say, because A, B, and C, uh, therefore life is bad. God doesn't love me, so on and so forth. And at the same time, odds are in all of our lives, we can look for um, D, E, and F that mean life is good. Therefore, God does love us because there are these other good things. And, and I think a big part of it, at least for me, speaking from my own personal experience, is that choice to see those good things and focus on them as much as I can, more so than the other, the other things. The other thing that came to mind is this experience I had when we were actually at church and it was one of my boys and I don't remember which one it was, maybe my oldest son, Caden, and it was time for him to go to nursery. And, um, he didn't want to go. He, he was fighting and screaming and I tried to get him to the door and he would start to cry and then he would, I would take him away. And this repeated like again and again and again. And finally, what I did was I opened the door and I put him in and I shut the door and I put my back up against the wall and I sat there and I could hear him screaming and crying from the inside of the room. But me as his dad, I knew he needed to have some separation from me and I knew I ne he needed to learn to stand on his own two feet. And so even though he was screaming and crying, I was sitting outside the door as his dad with all of this love for him, knowing that what I was doing was an act of love, even though it felt like I was separating myself from him and leaving him to cry and scream on his own. I was out there on the other side of the door, loving him and feeling and knowing that what he was going through at that moment, even though it was hard, was for his own good because he was hopefully going to learn how to stand on his own two feet and how to be independent and how to get by without dad being there to, to hold his hand. And I remember thinking, I wonder if this is like God's feeling towards us, you know, like he, he sees us all down on this earth and we have all of these different struggles and challenges. And sometimes we, we cry and we're sad and we're depressed and we wonder, you know, God, are you there on the other side of this door? And God's there listening, but knowing that he can't really just swoop in and solve our problem because he wants us to learn how to stand. The other thing that I'll say is, um, you know, um, this thought for me of be the change you wish to see in the world. And one of the things that came from my dad leaving um, is a different story. I told you there were two stories that I told of my dad and I told you the first one where it led me to a path of alcoholism and drugs and stuff like that. Well, my news story that I wrote for myself uh, around that initial prayer and, and right after college is I started to tell myself, um, my dad not being there for me and me not having a dad was a gift and a blessing because it taught me what that felt like. And because I know what that feels like, I'm extra motivated to be what I wished I'd had to my kids, to my friends, to my prospects, to people out in the world. And I guess I just made this decision to try to be the change I wish to see, try to be that father figure for the people that were looking to me for light and leadership 
rather than seeking that relationship in other men, you know, I don't really have any um, father figures around me that reach their arms around me and let me know that they love me. Um, most of my mentors I have found in books, uh, Napoleon Hill, Jim Rohn, you know, I read about them in books. And then I think to myself, I would like to be like these men. These, these seem to be great men. They had, they had good ideals, not that they're perfect, but they, they had things that they wrote that I could aspire to. Um, and so even though I don't really necessarily have a father figure in my life, I have men that I can look up to and that I can strive to be like. And as I'm striving to be like those men, I am becoming the thing that I, that I lacked, that I thought I lacked. And in the becoming, becoming of that thing that I thought I lacked, I'm delivering that gift that I wanted to be given to me to people around me. And now they have that gift that I wished I'd had. And in the giving of me, giving that gift to the people around me, I find happiness and I find joy and I find maybe in my own self, that relationship that I always wanted of that father figure, even though I don't have that around me in the physical realm, I have become that for certain people in my life. And that acts, um, that acts as that without me actually having to have that relationship with someone else in a, in a weird sort of way. So, but I just really felt inspired to share those things with you and, um, one of my highest aspirations is to be a window through which people can see God. And if it's true that I love you, um, maybe it's true that if, if I am a window, which I'm trying to be, maybe it's also true that God also loves you. And that that love is expressed maybe in many, 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 many different ways that sometimes we don't notice because we're looking for the ways we want them to be expressed. And I, and I guess I'll end with this. I think that gratitude is so important for so many reasons, but one of them is that I believe that gratitude helps us to see God's love all around us. Um, the act of being grateful, taking some time every morning and just thinking to yourself the things that you're grateful for, uh, feeling the gratitude, um, you know, it really, I think it helps to focus my mind on the good. You know, focusing your mind on the good, to me, helps me to see God's love um, all around me. So I don't know if you're engaging in a gratitude practice at this point, but if you're not, I would really love to encourage you to do so. Um, you know, make it a daily practice. Every morning, write out a list of three to five to 10 things that you're thankful for and then take a moment and just think about each of those things and then after you think about the thing say to yourself thank you thank you thank you and just really try to feel that gratitude and um, that might be something that um that can help i really believe that you're you're gonna get through this and it's important that you do because just like you're feeling the way that you have felt and feel there are many, many, many other people out there who feel as you feel and maybe even worse. And maybe it is that you getting through this is going to turn into the gift that you're able to give those other people that are waiting for you to get through this and, and, and see and notice and feel um, the love that God um, has for you uh, as far as I can uh, imagine. <laughs> you know, and that's the other thing about God is that 
my perspective anyway, is that a lot of people pretend to know what God is like, what he looks like. You know, there's preachers all over that will go into great detail about who God is and, and what he wants for you and what he doesn't want for you. Um, but my perception is that most all of us, our, our knowledge of God is in infinitesimally small, um, uh, such, such to the degree that I would venture to say that a lot of people who claim to be able to describe what God is, um, down to the detail, um, probably don't know as much as they, they pretend to know. And so for me, when it comes to God, um, I think open is probably the best word. Like I'm just, I'm open, I'm reaching, um, I'm reaching for the highest, I'm reaching for the good. Um, it doesn't mean that I have a detailed dialogue with God. Uh, it's just that I feel that like the sun rising every day, God's, God's love and influence is there for us every day. If, I mean, it's always there, there's no if, but whether we notice those rays is up to whether we reach for it and, or not. Like a flower coming out of the soil, um, the flower kind of has to like reach, reach for the sun. And um, that's how I feel my walk with God is. Um, and and as, I, as I do that, as I strive to, um, to reach for the highest, the highest thoughts, you know, what is the highest thought about God's love for you? Is it that he doesn't love you? <laughs> um, I don't think so. I think the highest thought of God for you is that his love for you is infinite. And so that would be an example of reaching for the highest thought rather than something other than the highest thought. And I found that as I've done my best, not perfect, but done my best to reach for the highest thoughts, then I strive to take the highest actions in my life. And as I strive to reach for the highest thoughts and take the highest actions, I have these little manifestations of um, confirmations, I guess, signatures of God, wink, universe winks, where you know I feel like I'm having these little occasional miracles that let me know that I'm on the right path. And again, it's not like God jumps down in my uh, in my office and sits on my futon and has a conversation with me. Um, it's just more like a shooting star across the sky. Like I was actually in the hot tub yesterday morning, early in the morning and was just thinking and looking at the sky and then this really cool shooting star shot across the sky. And I have those little moments in my life, um, that help me to sustain my faith. And, and, and I, I attribute the meaning to those events that, God is aware and God is winking at me and God is guiding me forward. Um, whether those things are actual miracles or not, who knows, you know, but, but I, I also realize that my mind and my perception of reality plays a big role in how I feel and, and how I'm able to, um, to move forward. Um, and so anyway, I'll stop talking. These are my thoughts. Hopefully this has been helpful for you. And um, let me know if, if you want to chat sometime or if there's anything else I can do. Um, God has great things in store for us, I believe. Um, and there are always better things waiting for us in our futures. So, all right, my friend, we'll talk soon. Take care and bye for now. 
Hey there, my friend. This is Paul Hutchings. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope this has been a great investment into your better future. To make sure that you don't miss out on future episodes and bonus content, please visit paulhutchings.net and click the podcast link in the menu bar to subscribe. Thanks again for listening, and whatever you do, always go for your dreams.